Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. Episode number two coming at you today. Uh, got an interview with Blaze from the band Miss You. They're based out of New York. Um, it was a little bit last minute, so really appreciate him taking the time to, you know, take the phone call and uh, do this interview with us. Uh, it was a really interesting conversation that we had. So uh, we've got that coming up for you and an album review of Corey Wells' new album called The Way We Are that is releasing on the 15th of November. So just in a couple days here. Um, the album is great. It's a acoustic rock, acoustic pop punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're a fan of Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties or City and Color, this is definitely an album to check out. Uh, but we'll definitely jump into that a little bit later. Um, for now, let's get into that interview with Blaze. Um, yeah, so to start with, let's just uh, kick it off with the, you know, kind of standard interview questions. Um, you know, your name, what you do in the band, and maybe just a little bit of background on you. Yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, my name is Blaze. Um, I'm the singer and songwriter. I play guitar and piano. And uh, I play in a band called Miss You. And I grew up in Alaska in a commune in the woods. And I moved to New York City when I was 16 and um, I uh, started playing music when I was really young and uh, was in a couple of different bands and then started this project a couple of years ago and uh, now uh, I play in a band called Miss You. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I'll, I'll be honest, that's the first time I've heard anybody of, uh, you know, the growing up in a commune out in Alaska. Um, Kind of, I guess, what's that like? And, you know, you said you started playing music at a young age. Did that play into it at all? Yeah, I'm sure it did. I mean, I grew up pretty isolated from uh, pop culture and um, uh, kind of grew up on the music that my stepfather and my mother listened to, a lot of the Stones and Bob Dylan and um, some Elliott Smith and Cat Stevens and stuff like that. And um uh, a lot of songwriter stuff and uh, I think it definitely sculpted a lot of the way that we sort of saw the world and the way that I saw music was very much like because I grew up very much on protest music I kind of viewed music as, as sort of a, um, a tool of revolution to a certain extent and uh, um, I wasn't really exposed to a lot of pop music until my brother got old enough to go to the, you know, the, the store and, and buy stuff like um, Nine Inch Nails and, and, and uh, um, I don't know, like Marilyn Manson and stuff like that right. that she was getting into and, uh, you know, older stuff like Nirvana and stuff like that. And, and that kind of blew my mind. It was kind of like a, a, a new thing. And then I got really into hip hop for a while. Um, garbage hip hop and good hip hop. <laughs> right. Like, like um and then pop music and and uh so it was kind of like an avalanche of of new stuff that we didn't even really knew existed until we were able to go find it um uh so i definitely think it it sort of had a monumental effect on the way that i write um because i very much um still 
kind of believe in story songs and uh, that music should thematically um, push the envelope to a certain extent. Yeah. I, I don't believe that, that anything needs to be overly complex for no reason, but I think that songs should tell a story and songs should ask questions because I think it helps assist in the, the evolution of pushing culture forward. And uh, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, kind of an odd mix of, of bands you threw out there, you know, roll, yeah. from Rolling Stones to, to Dylan and then over to Manson and, and Nine Inch Nails and Nirvana. Um, yes. What kind of impact do you think that had on, on the sound that you decided that you wanted to create? Um, I think that uh, I went through, you know, I think that when you're young, you, you try on a, lo- a lot of different clothes, you know, right. you, 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 uh, you, you sort of try on personalities like, like clothing, you know, and I think that, um, I think that I went through a, a lot of different stages and ended up in a place where I just wanted to serve the song and, and write good songs, regardless of whether they were pop influenced or, or, or hip hop influenced or, or, um, more heavy. Um, so, you know, I think that it's sort of sculpted the way that I write, but, you know, we all have, um, uh, I guess probably I would imagine I'm only stuck inside my own head, but I would imagine that everybody's sort of, you know, um, everybody's a cannibal and everybody sort of takes from different things that they do, um, or, or that they, um, that they're influenced by, even if it's subconscious. And, and, um, I think for me, it was a lot of songwriter stuff, singer songwriter stuff. And then, and then, uh, um, a lot of synth stuff that I really like and, and newer stuff like the neighborhood in the 1975 and, and, um, things like that, that I think are really interesting melds of those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I believe in serving the song. I think if, if, um, I think that a good song everybody can listen to, and I, I don't really believe in genres very much. I think that music, I mean, I believe our music is very genre fluid, um, and it's very intentional, um, because I don't really subscribe to genres in any sort of substantial way, because I don't think that they're very helpful. Um, uh, and, uh, I think it's more important to, um, write the best stuff that you can write and come from a place of, of, um, sincerity. Right. Um, and as long as you're not contriving what you're doing or, or premeditating some sort of product, then I think that will shine through in your music, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you bring up the the kind of genres meaningless type thing because I, I've felt that way for years where, like, you know, I grew up listening to what at that time was considered classic rock or, you know, hard rock, and now does it really fit that mold anymore, you know, or pop punk, you know, what, what's the definition of pop punk anymore? There's so many variables, so many bands that fit in that quote unquote box, but none of them really sound alike anymore. So it's like, does the genre even matter? I mean, just like what you like, put out what you put out and, and things are going to be good. So, yeah. And I I think that in a couple more years, it won't really, it, it won't really make any difference at all. I mean, I think that labels and, and business people have always tried to put things into a box. And I think that certain people 
certain musicians have always come from scenes and there's always been these really strong like this is this or this is this but to be militant about the way something should sound I think is kind of ridiculous um, because I think that creativity is about exploration and there shouldn't be barriers because there's so many barriers so many rules that come into play in the world that we live in already um, and the creative world is one that we should feel free in um, and I think that people should feel like they can make whatever kind of music they want to make, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, or paint whatever they want to paint, whatever it is. You right, know? yeah. So and that, I think that's, you know, hitting the nail on the head with the variables, you know? Yeah. Labels, like you said, are, are going to put five, six different bands in the same box, but the guys that grew up in Chicago didn't experience the same things that grew up in New York or L.A., so yeah, exactly. why is it the same, you know? So, yeah, yeah. definitely get that, man. Yeah. Um, so you guys uh, just released an EP not too terribly long ago. Um, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit, kind of what the yeah, sure. motivation well, behind it was and everything? Yeah, we released uh, an EP called Your Body, and uh, we didn't release it as an EP. We released it as singles. And uh, the um, sort of reasoning behind that was that every song would have um, its own chance to sort of be heard in the sort of... Um, very short ever shortening attention span that we have as a society and as a culture and as a generation everybody's sort of um, unable to pay attention for very long so I, I thought that it would be um, more useful to the songs if they were released um, in separate pieces one at a time um, as opposed to putting out a body of work because I think we're sort of living in a time in the digital age that we live in where uh, we're sort of back to um, sort of like the 1950s when everything was singles, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, but that body of work was kind of one complete thought. Um, so it was an EP, but it was broken up into pieces. And then uh, um, over the course of, of the year, um, into the end of the year. Uh, and that's kind of where that happened. Yeah. And then... Uh, um, so we just released them one at a time and, and hoped that people would get something out of each track. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a, honestly a really, really smart move because, like you said, so many people, hey, have you heard this new album? Oh, well, I heard this one song. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, right. to be able to just break them out and be like, oh, have you heard this track from, from Miss You or from whoever? I think that's a, a much smarter way, especially in the EP game where, yeah. you know, it's only four or five songs anyway let them each stand on their own. So that's, I think that's a really cool uh, idea that you Yeah, I, I also think it comes from more of a, a, of a mixtape background of just, you know, release, you know, it, the way that a lot of hip-hop artists do. I think just releasing piece by piece is uh, a way to engage people a little bit more, too, and keep sharing um, on these platforms yeah. on a more regular basis, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. And to keep a dialogue going, which I think is the most important thing about creating any kind of longevity or, or you know, expectation for a career, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, you know, with it technically being one body of work, you know, it all kind of continues that story. So being able to release them one on, you know, one after the other, that's going to help progress that story and, and get people that whole picture. So For sure. Um New single that you just uh, dropped for the the new EP, uh, not that yeah. deep and everything. Um, yeah. 
what I guess what uh, is the the thought behind back to back EPs versus a full length? Um, uh, well, um, I guess just it's the same sort of thing, breaking it up into pieces and. To me, um, would I like to do full-length albums? Sure, but I don't really, uh, I have so much material and I don't really, um, I'm not, I guess I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm thinking more in short film yeah. format at this yeah. point. Sort of like um, the way that I feel about videos. I think that all videos should be a short film as opposed to just um, just a video. I like to make videos that are sort of about something or, or have striking vignettes in them and that say something um, more um, and and create more um, inspiration in people's imaginations than just, you know, the band playing on a stage or something, you know. Um, so I guess for me, EPs right now uh, make more sense in that, in that um, sort of yeah, um, theme that I'm thinking in. Yeah, know? no, that that totally makes sense. I, you know, just it's one of those things. A lot of bands, again, you know, the conformity, I guess, of it, where a lot of bands drop an EP and then that's just kind of a teaser to a full link. So, just was curious, you know, if it was like a premeditated type of uh, decision that you had made. Yeah, not uh, it, it is a premeditated decision, but it's sort of like have. Uh, a pretty large body of work and I don't really I, I just want to make sure that everything that we put out I would hope is not filler but more there um, that every that every piece of the puzzle has a purpose right. and a really a really important puzzle or a really important purpose and not just there to sort of fill up dead air or to sort of uh, sort of mental masturbation of like jammy songs or just like it's just never really been my bag, you know. Yeah. I'm not super into that, and some bands do that really well. I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, putting anyone down. I just, I just kind of want everything to have a um, a linear line. You yeah, know? yeah, totally makes sense. Um, kind of, I guess, within the the industry, like I said earlier, you know, one of our big focuses is like mental health and the awareness around that. Um, <laughs> You've you said you've been creating for a long time, so obviously you've you've went through that whole rejection and and people telling you you know you're not good enough or what you need to change. How do you deal with those sorts of uh, criticisms and, and things like that? Well, I mean, you know, I think that uh, I think that if you're doing music just to make other people like you or to to make money or to or you're doing any kind of art just for that purpose, um, to be accepted in some way, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. I think it's important to try to, try to you know, of course everybody who makes music wants it to be their livelihood and wants to, you know, be successful. And of course I want to be, I have delusions of major about that myself, but right. I think that um, it's important to recognize that you do it because you love it and because you have to do it. And if you don't have to do it, then you probably shouldn't. Um, if, if something doesn't really make it so that inhaling and exhaling is worth it to you and that sort of the mixed up crazy place that we live in, um, if, if it doesn't help you make sense of that or, or, or um, I don't see the purpose of it, you know? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I have to make music. I have to create stuff. Otherwise, uh, I don't really see any sort of 
sustainability in in the world that I live in um, or in the culture that I'm a part of. I want to be um, creating stuff and destroying less, you know, and uh, whatever comes along with that. Or, or I think that people are always going to criticize anything that anybody creates, whether it's, you know, music or, or a film or, or a podcast or, or uh, whatever it is, we're all going to have critics, right? Right. And um, I personally think that a lot of people who are hypercritical of other people's creations are usually just too chicken shit to create anything themselves. And um, uh, they have their own mental blocks that make them feel negative about people um, and things and want to point out the fallibility and things. And everybody's entitled to do that. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be held to high standards. We all should be. And we should try to create things of value, you know, Um, whether it's a meal or a song or or a film or, or a piece of oil on canvas. But... Um, it's all subjective too, you know, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I think the people who are hypercritical um, should maybe try making stuff themselves sometimes too, right. you know, um, and then uh, maybe we'll live in a, a world that's more uh, understanding yeah. and a world that, that creates higher levels of art too. You yeah. Know. yeah, for sure. Um, so the the new EP is the plan to do it uh, track by track as well. Um, that is the plan right now, but um, I'm trying to be as flexible as possible <laughs> right. with w- what goes on and how things go on of late because I think it's important to uh, to um, uh kind of be able to change trajectories at this sort of embryonic stage of yeah. the band. Um, so, you know, I've got a bunch of recordings here to go and do over Christmas in LA with a couple of different producers. And um, then we'll go from there and figure out what we're going to release next. And uh, after the holidays, because it's sort of like this moment is sort of the dead zone. Um, and uh, nobody's really, um, you know, everybody's putting out Christmas music and, right. and uh, tuning out for the holidays. And the, the industry sort of takes this this break where it just sort of tunes out. So does everything. So you got to kind of wait for the holidays to be over um, and just see what kind of life we can get out of uh, what we're putting out right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that's the perfect kind of analogy there. I mean. The second that Halloween's over, people are starting to play Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé's Christmas albums and all that sort of stuff. So right. they sh- they shut down, like you said. It's a lot harder, I think, to uh, kind of get in front of a new crowd or even your your normal crowd when there's stuff like that going on. So no, that that's a good uh, kind of good game plan, I guess. There. Yeah. Um, any uh, plans for tour for the, you know, coming in 2020 or anything like that? We have a lot of tentative plans right now, okay. and uh, we'll see what comes to fruition. I would say, um, you know, I would hope that people keep checking back with our Instagram and our, our Facebook and our, our website um, and can find us there and have a dialogue with us there and check out the music on Spotify and other streaming services. And, and um, hopefully we'll be hitting the road soon after the holidays. Awesome. Uh, I'll be sure, obviously, to, to put those links in the uh, the description here on the podcast so people can find right. you there as well. Um, 
anything that you have to say, you know, you've been doing it for a while, but like you said, the, this particular band is still kind of in the, the young stage, but yeah. anything that you, you have to say for those people um, that are on the fence about starting or putting it out there for more than just their friends to hear? As far as uh, music goes? Yeah, yeah, as far as music and, and whatnot. Um, I would say uh, anybody who's sort of new to creating and putting stuff out, I would I would strongly encourage them to, if they're into something they're doing, they should put it out there. And uh, if they have genuine spirit about it, and it's not simply about, you know, there's nothing wrong with vanity or, or, or wanting people to... to uh, look at you but I think that it's got to be about more than that and as long as it's about more than that you have genuine spirit about what you're creating and you're proud of it you should put it out there because people if you know whether it's one person or one million people who get something out of that um, that has an effect and that's a good thing you know I get emails from people in Peru to Germany to um, all over the world who are checking out our music and we haven't even really done tours yet and who are into our music and, and it has a profound effect and, and um, that means the world to me that somebody's getting so I'm a, I'm a fan of art and, and music and I think that um, there is no one that can stop you and no one that can tell you that what you're doing um, is not worthy of something because if you feel in your heart that what you're doing has value then other people will find value in that too yeah absolutely um, and you should try to be as subjective as possible with yourself too about where you're at and for what purpose you're you're doing the things that you're doing try to be as self-aware as you can because I think I think if more you know people in our culture in American culture could be more self-aware and more subjective and less um, deluded about where we come from, then then uh, we'd live in a better society. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of, um, like you said, kind of the subjective and and almost being a little bit self-reflective or self-critical about your work is is pretty important too. Because I do concert photography and and stuff outside of you know this and. It's so easy for you to post a picture, and of course your friends and family are gonna, you know, give you the thumbs up or whatever. And it's like, not saying that they're not being honest with you, but they're they're in your life for a reason, you know. So reaching out a little bit further to see, you know, am I going down the right path? Um, is this the right type of, you know, whatever it may be for for music? Is this the right sound for what you picture for for the band or whatever? Um, right. You know, so I think that's a, a cool idea that, you know, being self-reflective, but also taking in the, the subjective views of those around you. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, look, if, if people around you are blowing smoke and because a lot of people do, you look, I can play a show with a thousand people there and have somebody come up and tell me how great it was. And then how do I know if they don't leave and then put down what I do? And I can't do anything except try to put out the best stuff that I can. I would hope that people are honest about whether or not they're getting something out of stuff. And you can tell when people are honest. But essentially, the theme of this conversation is the more honest everybody can be, the better off we'll all be. Right. Because this is an industry of people patting you on the back and then sticking a knife right where their hand was, you know? Yeah. Um, 
uh, and a lot of industries are like that, especially in the entertainment world. So you've got you've to gotta, uh, be disciplined with yourself and be honest with yourself, even when it hurts. Um, and if it hurts too much, then you probably shouldn't be doing it anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've had conversations before similar to that about the, you know, getting your back padded and, and whatnot. And especially in, in the music industry, it seems like um, you've got certain record label executives or whatever that are patting your back just as long as you're filling their pockets. And the second that kind of slows down, they, they, you know, just cut ties with you or whatever. So, right. um, again, finding that genuine, um, core group or, or, you know, fan base is, is going to be key for a lot of people. For sure. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's super important and, you know, we all have to, you know, pay attention to, to who we are and what we want to be and try to strive to be, you know, um, better to one another and, and better to the world around us and then we can we can have more understanding for for why everyone feels so isolated and paranoid in general in their you know in their sort of boxed compartmentalized lives you know yeah um, uh, so yeah cool uh yeah so um that's really all i've got what what do you want to say to the the people that are still finding out about you, or like you said, you've got people already that that have kind of latched onto you from you know around the world in a sense. Um, yeah. You know, kind of. Do you want to give them some ideas of, of plans or whatever you want to plug, man? Go for it. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, um, the band's called Miss You, and and you know, um, you know, check out our videos. We make all of our videos, and we make all of our music ourselves, and and. We'd love to have your feedback on it on our YouTube page and on our on our um, on our music and feel free to DM us and slide into those and, and uh, let us know your thoughts. You know, um, we love dialogue and, and we want to talk to everybody. You know, um, I don't really um, have anything else besides that. We're gonna be putting out more music soon after the holidays and then hopefully we'll be in a city near you. Just keep up with us and and uh, feel free to reach out and. Um, if you ever look at an Instagram page or, or a band that you like and you think um, and you make music or you don't make music or, or somebody that you look up to and you think that their lives are so much better than yours or that it seems so glamorous, realize that everybody's personality on social networks are curated, premeditated personalities that redact the moments of loneliness that, that everyone has and everyone in the world right now feels very isolated and alone and because of that you need to know that you are not alone in those in those dark moments and if you need to talk to somebody um, or you need to uh, resonate with somebody you know reach out and reach out to us reach out to to um, to other people that you look up to and ask them you know nobody's life is without fallibility and nobody's life is without dark and lonely moments those are just not the ones that anybody posts everybody can post themselves on a boat somewhere or you know doing something lavish and ridiculous uh to try to emulate some idea of what we deem right now as success or as popularity but those things aren't relevant to the human spirit and they certainly don't forge moments of greatness moments of greatness are forged in the dark um uh underneath the ground most of the time and they are 
um, cultivated from digging yourself out. Awesome. The light. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, that's all I've got. Like I said, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, looking forward to, to you guys getting out on tour, you know, hopefully nearby so I can get out to a show and, and all that for you. Um, oh, yeah, man. So we'll be putting this up here soon. And um, again, you know, really appreciate it. And, and I'm going to blast the, the crap out of your music and, you know, make sure awesome. everybody knows where to get you. So thanks so much, brother. I appreciate it. So that was our interview with Blaze from the band Miss You. Um, really cool dude. Really appreciate him taking the time to, to do that interview. It kind of got thrown on us last minute. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of prep time or anything so you know the the fact that we were able to connect and get that done is is awesome um big fan of that so miss you is everywhere uh so i'm gonna have links to all their social medias um instagram twitter facebook all that sort of stuff that's gonna be in the descriptions for you guys um you heard him say in the the interview that they're big fans of people reaching out and, you know, letting them know kind of how they feel about their music and all that sort of stuff. So I encourage you to do that. Next up, though, we've got the album review for Corey Wells' The Way We Are. It's his debut album, 12 tracks, releases this Friday, November the 15th on Pure Noise Records. Um, I'm going to give you guys some little samples and, and things like that, and hopefully you'll enjoy what you hear and want to pick up that album. So that's a clip of Patience by Corey Wells. This album's going to be absolutely awesome. If you're a fan of acoustic rock, acoustic emo, pop punk, whatever genre you want to call it, because let's be honest, they all blend together. There's no real genres anymore. Um, this is definitely something that you want to check out. It releases on November the 15th. From Pure Noise Records, I will have links to everything in the description um, for his social medias and the link to pre-order and things like that. Um, but no, so the reason I picked that first one is to show kind of that raw emotion. It's a great mix of his acoustic guitar and the just raw emotion and the vocals um, big fan of kind of the way that he's blended that all together and kind of revitalized um, a sound that maybe he's fallen off over the last few years. You know, not as many uh, artists are doing that, but it's got just this beautiful mix of vocals. So, uh, again, that was Patience by Corey Wells. And next up off this album that we're going to 
take a little listen to is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's called Wildfire. Um, It's already been released as a single. There's a music video for it and everything. It's just a great song. Uh, Let me get you a little clip and then we can discuss some of the finer things within it. That was Wildfire. Um, Again, personally, one of my favorite songs. I love the way that he's able to kind of transition from the pretty clean vocals to slightly yelling or screaming a little bit and really delivering that emotion. Um, Obviously, a song of heartache and, and a song of true feeling um anybody that's been through that heartbreak is definitely going to connect here and i think this whole album is going to be something that a lot of people uh relate to at least one of the songs on it so the last thing i'm going to bring up here in this is the new single it's called broken um i'm going to give you a little bit longer clip on this and just want you guys to really take in this sound. that was broken so again um you know i keep going back to his vocals and the mix with the guitar and i just think it's really important for people to understand how difficult that really is you know you don't have a bunch of instruments to distract you from someone's voice or to kind of muddy the waters or hide anything with so um Acoustic music always kind of holds a special place in my heart. Um, Really excited for people to check out this album. Um, I've already told quite a few people about it and just waiting on the release date. So again, this album's coming out on November the 15th via Pure Noise Records. 
um, debut album, 12 tracks, called The Way We Are by Corey Wells. I'm going to have links to all of his social media, um, as well as the pre-order link um, for you guys in the description below, and highly recommend checking this one out. Um, it's going to be available anywhere that you stream music, as well as anywhere you download music. Um, he, again, is out on tour now with The Spill Canvas and Julian Theory, uh, and will be doing a short run over in the UK on a European tour with Dashboard Confessional. Um, I'm obviously a huge fan of Dashboard, so I think this is super cool. Um, he actually worked with Chris on a song on the album called uh, Fall Apart, so... There's going to be a lot of material within this album, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, um, I think is the best way to probably put it. So, you know, when, a, when an artist is singing about real life and things that they've experienced and, and what they've went through and how they got through it, that makes the best music because it's raw, it's real. That's what Corey Wells is doing with this album. So definitely think you guys need to check it out. Um, again, everything's going to be in the description here for you. And yeah, it's on my list of must-haves. So check it out. All right, guys, that was the show. That was episode number two. Our interview with Blaze from the band Miss You, based out of New York. Again, I personally really like that interview, especially uh, with him taking it on such short notice and us being able to do that. That was really cool. Um, let me know what you think. You know, obviously, I'm still looking for feedback and input on different segments to do, uh, any suggestions that you guys might have. Definitely let me know. Um, Give me a like, give me some sort of rating um, wherever you're listening to the, the podcast. If it's on the website, you can leave comments. If it's on, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, give me a rating. Hopefully, you know, five stars. We'd love that. But let's be realistic. You know, we know we've got room to grow. So um, looking forward to, to continuing this with you guys. Hopefully have some more interviews soon. Um let us know if there's some bands that you want us to try to get on the show. That's going to be, you know, big for us as well. There may be somebody that we can work with that um, we don't know that you guys want to hear from. So let us know on that. And then at the close of every episode, I'm probably going to put this reminder out there for you guys. But honestly, your hearing is super important. I just shot five shows four shows over the course of five days basically is what it was and the number of people I saw not wearing ear protection was insane I mean it was easily 80 to 90 percent of the crowd these new earplugs that I've got I'm kind of shamelessly promoting eargasm earplugs uh, I have an affiliate link would love for you guys to check them out 35 bucks for the set that I've got and I shot two shows in the same night didn't notice them at 
all. Um, walked out of the venue, took the earplugs out, no ringing, no muffled noise. It it was great. I knew that I was at a concert because I enjoyed my myself and was able to to you know be in the moment, but without damaging my hearing and being able to hear when I left, which is huge. So check them out, Eargasm earplugs. I personally use the high fidelity ones. Um, and they work great for sitting in the pit and taking photos. 